1: Hello, and welcome to the official Broadway Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plowski, and I know it's today that we're going to figure out who I'd be. This is how our dreams come true. When <laughs> words fail, we're not going to build a wall. We're going to make a move, sing our travel song, and wave our freak flag high. Yes. This is the story of my life, so don't sing a goodbye song. Sing about a far quad, or eat a donkey pot pie, because when it comes down to it, I'm a believer. Joining me today is the usual big, bright, beautiful world warriors, including... <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> morning person, Jager. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter of the hour, isn't here today, so
2: we're the bros who brunch today. The bros who brunch. And we have Wait, did you do a Shrek opening just for me? Yeah, it was your birthday. Oh, I appreciate so it. A couple days ago was Kevin's birthday. <laughs> oh, thank so I you. went full ogre on him. <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. So
1: um, today we're doing a bros who brunch, and we have our first broad-waisted bro bracket brunch for yes. our version of March Madness. March
0: Madness. The broad-waisted
1: bro bracket brunch. Bro bracket, bro, bro, bracket bro, brunch. One, on three, one, two, three. Broad-waisted bro, bro bracket, bro bracket brunch. <laughs>
2: I literally just stare at your lips to make sure I was saying the right
1: thing. <laughs> Listen, not the first time someone told me they stare at my lips. I'm sure. Um, but we are at... <laughs> We are in Morningside Heights at Pastici, the Italian restaurant. Yes. That's on 125
2: LaSalle. Um it's between Convent and Broadway. You take That's the That's 125 like the street number, not like the actual street 125. Correct, but it's right by 125. Exactly. You can take the 1 train
1: to 125th Street and walk two blocks to south mm-hmm. and get to Pastici. To what? Get to pastiche, yep. get to pastiche, get to pastiche. I'm like the drowsy <laughs> Um But we are having brunch here. We had yeah, some steak and eggs just oh, before. So good. Um, and uh, let's and ta- an avocado toast because we're f- no!
2: pigs. <laughs> <laughs> and a side of bacon and sausage. Yeah, we just, it was one of those things that you order and the waiter's like, oh, uh-huh, oh, uh-huh. And then their eyes get bigger and bigger. You're like, yeah, I'm fat, get over it. <laughs> but um, Kevin, let's Cheers. Okay. to a bro, Broadway bro bracket brunch. Uh, cheers to cheers. a Broadway bro bracket brunch. Um, what are you drinking? I'm having a margarita on the rocks with salt because that's my brand. I'm having a mimosa because I'm just at brunch, bro. I almost got a mimosa until I realized I wanted that salty goodness of a margarita. <laughs> so don't forget, uh, you can follow
1: us at Broadwaisted uh-huh. on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All those things. Um, subscribe to us on... Uh, iTunes Five stars, please Please Uh, (laughs) And review us too Yeah Um, But today we're doing something pretty special for you Um, Kevin and I have each picked eight musicals Yep show. Only, thank you Only based on what we love and what is great Yep There's no, it has nothing to do with Tony's It has nothing to do with anything other than Tony,
2: Tony, (laughs) Tony
1: Tony Danza, nothing Right (laughs) And we're gonna debate through them Bracket style Yep Head to head and our debates and the ability to move on will be based on three criteria. Okay. One is score, yep. so, music and lyrics, mm-hmm. two is story. Power of storytelling The concept And and a little bit The book Yeah
2: of course um, And then three Personal impact on us indiv- As individuals okay. okay So I mean that Definitely to make sure That everybody realizes Like this argument And who wins In our bracket Is not who we're saying Is the greatest musical Of this list It's just how the bracket Kind of plays out Based on how those Criterion Are Head to head with each show And we are
1: not We did not rank them One through sixteen They were randomly Assorted into this bracket
2: So yeah It may be unfair Like up front That like You know Whatever you think Shouldn't go against each other Start out in the first round Exactly And eliminate shows Very quickly But that's just how it is So just We're uh, just
1: keeping it real Bear the musical with us (laughs) Um, But um, Should we just Should we just get started Alright let's just dive in Okay cool Um, I'm just going to read out all of the first round matchups to you. Okay, Follow along at home. You can play along and see how you do compared to us. So in the eastern bracket, (laughs) we have Rent versus Lion King. Okay. We have Les Mis versus Next to Normal.
2: Okay. We have
1: South Pacific versus Come From Away. Wow. Okay. Uh, And we have West Side Story versus In the Heights. Ooh. Okay. And in the east... That was East. That was the... Oh, sorry. Sorry, that was the East, and this is the West Wing. Right. (laughs) We have Cabaret versus Fun Home. Oh, this going to be so hard. We have Sweeney Todd versus Phantom of the Opera. Yep. (laughs) 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 Got a preface. Um, Avenue Q versus Gypsy, and Ragtime versus Dreamgirls. Okay. So, Kevin, let's just start from the top. Let's do it. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Rent versus... The Lion King. Oh. Okay. Who do we think? And this is, this is not like me against Kevin. This is right. very much like we want to have a conversation about what we think should move forward. Totally. And I'm sure there'll be some debate. And he's saying that for me, not for you guys, because yeah. <laughs> he yeah. wants
2: me not to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when we're looking at The Lion King it's composed to rent and factoring in things like score story and personal connection. Mm-hmm. I mean for me as while Lion King is a beautiful spectacle that has and continues to delight audiences into the who knows how long into the future. Yeah. I I think that Rent is one of the most perfectly constructed shows in my opinion. Um from score to story to how it is presented and the effect it has. So I really, to me, Rent is a very clear winner of this matchup. Um, I agree with you, but for a different reason. Okay.
1: I think that The Lion King is amazing, and I truly think that both of these shows changed Broadway in very specific ways. I agree. Um, I think that The Lion King, just just from the simple fact of taking a Disney movie and turning it into something more than that with the
2: with the Julie Taymor's mask work and just the costume just costumes alone I agree I would say the, I would say Lion King is the more visually thrilling of the shows yeah and the more of like an experience thrilling but I just think that that Rent was just such a special
1: Rent changed the game way more than Lion yes. King ever changed
2: the game and it is that Rent changed how we write musicals and
1: that double CD was worn out by more people oh than have worn out the the Lion King Agreed. album, Agreed. and so I just think for many reasons that we haven't even covered that I'm sure we'll get to like later in brackets. Keep going, yeah. I think
2: Rent moves on. I here. agree. So, okay, that ra- that round wasn't too bad. No, gets harder. Okay,
1: Les Mis versus Next to Normal. <sighs> I this is a really hard one. So for me, this is easy. This 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 goes to Les Mis as amazing as Next to Normal is, for a first round, for a first rounder at least, to me, Les Mis has so much more going for it in terms of the sing-alongs, the songs, what it did for... It. You, talk, you talk about 80s musicals. Like, this is the one yeah. that people became obsessed with along with Phantom, right. which we'll get to later.
2: I, I expected Next to Normal to do better just because I, it was so important for what it was talking about and yeah. how it how it structured a five-person musical. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you get things like Dear Van Hansen without Next to Normal. 100%. You know? And I think they definitely did, Like, there's a big nod to them for sure, but I have to agree with you. I mean, Les Mis was the show that it's turned me on to believing it's, in the power of musicals. It's musical it's, theater. It's what you think of when you think of a big, sweeping epic. Yeah. Les Mis is an epic that isn't just epic, it does an epic justice. Like, each character is like fully formed, fully... Realized fully given their moment in the sun, and and it's that's impossible when you think about the actual like source material to make it work. I know, and Le Mis to me, Les Mis,
1: similar to Rent, Le Mis crosses borders that Next Normal does not.
2: I agree, I agree. There's people who will know. I dreamed a dream yeah. of bringing him home who wouldn't know the hit songs from. Next Absolutely. To so I so think. I love I th- you, next to normal, but that has to go to labels.
1: Yeah, in another bracket world, that would make it pretty far. 100%. Uh, to be honest, all of these could make it really far in another bracket yeah, world. Yeah, for sure. All right, so next up is South Pacific versus Come From Away. Okay. I think a lot of these are kind of unfair because, like, th- this is a great example. Whereas. South Pacific it's South Pacific right like there's just more that comes with South Pacific than just like what it is on paper mm-hmm. whereas Come From Away is incredible I mean I've seen it three times you've seen it twice yep. I mean I would see it again right now uh-huh. I think it takes a very similar to South Pacific it takes a very tough subject to talk about World War II for that 100%. at that point in time, yep. and nine eleven for us. Yep, different but s- similar in kind of sensitivity of time. Yep, and really wants to say something about it, whether it's South Pacific about racism, and w- and whether and it whether it's come from way about you know, just be nice. But
2: see, the thing is, this like I would say this is almost a very interesting pairing mm-hmm. along the same lines yeah. because. South Pacific was dealing with racism at a level where they were trying to just make people realize that people are all the same. Yeah, but you have to be carefully taught. Exactly. And Come From Away is doing the same thing yeah, but in, I mean, like, like uh, my mind goes immediately to the worship scene and the worship song. Yeah, oh, where so they're, beautiful. Where they're trying to show that all these people are, are all doing the same idea, which is praying to well, a higher power. But even like, the, the Caesar scene, way.
1: where he just wants to help in the kitchen, but they, they mm-hmm. prejudge him, and he's like, no, I'm a chef.
2: Yeah, and, like, those are Im- Spoiler like, alert. They both were <laughs> kind of doing the same thing, which yeah. was finding a way to get into people's hearts through a musical to then try to teach them, like, hey, it's not okay to judge someone for being Middle Eastern. It's not okay to judge somebody for being not white. Like, all these things that, like, both shows were really <laughs> gravitating so, towards. I think that... But I would say... And and I also think you have to take into account the fact that Next, South Pacific has been around for much longer. Right. So, like, the canon of songs is going to be more popular. So that's where my...
1: I think that in terms of storytelling, I would actually... I would give it on par with each other. I agree. I think that where the difference is, is that... The, I, I could sing so many South Pacific songs back to you, and
2: I can sing a couple of the the like I, licks I, from, come from Come From Away, away. Mm-hmm. like I am here at yeah. the edge of the Atlantic, and I could sing but, like, I could I sing could to you, sing you all you of a whole song. her song, oh right. yeah, the yeah, me in the yeah. sky, yeah. And, but and I, I also I just think, think, think like Come From Away is a piece of storytelling where the music is. Ingrained in the story And it's hard to take those songs out of context Whereas people back in the time Of Rodgers and Hammerstein were writing Shows that were book scenes and then music Yeah And the music was popular because they were That was the popular music of the day
1: Yeah, I also think that It's interesting because do you look at it as In your hour and a half in the theater Versus the rest of time outside of the theater Right Because like sitting through two plus hours Of South Pacific May or may not be as powerful as me, as my age and this time, mm-hmm. as an 80 minutes with no intermission in come from away. Yep. Um, but I, my vote, I don't, I don't want to do this because because I just feels like all the like the oldies are winning as opposed to the newies, the newies. But I, I, I really do think that South Pacific comes I out kinda, of this round pretty agree. strong.
2: I would have to give it just because the strength of the score, yeah, as like the like the last ability.
1: I think. If we did this in a couple more years, I think come from away could, could potentially yeah. have that. I agree. Yeah. Um,
2: okay. so what's next.
1: West Side Story and in the Heights. In the Heights
2: is super good. It's amazing. And the music is beautiful. And, and he did start. He started a change in the way that we incorporated pop music. Yes. Into I Broadway. Also, I also. I. But. But it's West Side Story. West Side Story is like one of the pillars of it's, musical It's theater. West Side
1: Story. It's Romeo and Juliet with music that you'll never forget and dancing you'll never forget. Yep. And West Side Story has to win. And I, yeah, I want to talk about In the Heights more. We're in the Heights right now. We're in Morningside Heights. We really heights. literally are.
2: Yeah, I think that West Side Story is, it comes out said, of that yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. I think even the biggest I would agree with us. I love how West
1: Side Story was not
2: in the West Side division. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. oh.
1: Cabaret versus Fun Home. I'm gonna <sighs> cabaret one of my favorite musicals, but I'm gonna throw something different at you. Okay. I think Fun Home should win this. Really? I think that cabaret is incredible. I think that Kander and Hepburn are doing some amazing things in there. I think that the idea of highlighting the World War II via a, ca- uh, the, a Holocaust via an MC and sexuality and all of this in a cabaret setting is incredible. I think the characters are all incredibly detailed and I love it so much I just think that there's something so important for us right now about what Fun Home did that I can't I'm having a hard time thinking that Cabaret right now is more important than
2: Fun Home and I, and I,
1: and I, I could be totally wrong
2: I yeah I mean I, I have been one of the biggest supporters of Fun Home I've seen it three times uh, twice off Broadway and once on Broadway. Oh, two and a half, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> two and like seven eighths yeah. of the show. <laughs> so um, I and Janine story and Lisa Krohn are are touching on absolute like celestial brilliance. And I think one of the one of the things that makes me lean toward championing fun home. Is the fact that cabaret uses a an easier way to introduce music, which is a cabaret hall where they sing mm-hmm. and dance, so it like is easier to plug music into the story, whereas Fun Home is using music in almost as the life force of the show with creating music. out of something so strikingly contemporary and important and off putting and making that a very welcoming and embracing musical mm-hmm. I think is a true triumph. Yeah. I just the character of Sally Bowles is so expertly written and that last moment when she falls apart singing the title song yeah. is like the stuff of magic on
1: stage. I just I look at phonehole and I just think, how did a human being write telephone wire? How did somebody like it? Doesn't make sense
2: to yeah. me. I, and I will agree that those are those are still to this day five of the most edge of my seat intense moments I've ever spent in a theater was listening to telephone wire. Yeah. And and each I saw it and I knew the, the soundtrack and I'd seen the show before, but each time there's something in that moment that you just literally wish beyond hope that she'll say something. Mm-hmm. And you're so sure that she's going to, even though you've seen the show before. Yeah. And I, I don't think that another show has done that in a while, gotten me to that point where I literally thought something else was going to happen. And even I think that, we can give it to Funheim. I
1: think so, yeah. by a slim margin. By a
2: very slim margin. Yeah. I have a feeling we're going to get yelled at about that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right,
1: Sweeney Todd versus Phantom.
2: Phantom is iconic and was a huge deal and still remains a huge deal, especially in the international markets. Mm-hmm. Um, Phantom of the Opera, I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> I just... Sweeney Todd is one of those expertly written pieces yeah. of all time. And it's still, we, we, it doesn't matter if you see it in a huge production or if you see it in a small production at the Barrow Street. Yeah, It just plays. And I don't think Phantom would work if you pared it down to just five people and music?
1: Yeah, and while, while I don't... While I'm not championing Phantom, I don't think that that... That can play into the storytelling aspect of things, but I don't know if that's a strong enough argument for Sweeney Todd.
2: I understand, yeah, for sure. And I'm not championing I, I just bet that the strength of the story is so strong that you don't need the pomp and circumstance.
1: True, true. Whereas you don't need a chandelier. chandelier. You
2: need the chandelier, you need masquerade, you need. Yeah.
1: But that's what it's for, that's what it is. Of it, yeah. That's what the
2: show is. Yeah. Whereas Sweeney Todd can be an expansive opera production it can be done at Lincoln Center yeah or it can be done in a black in, box yeah, like in, yeah I just think that show that musically there's no show that creates the the feeling of unease and tension the way that Sweeney Todd does
1: okay I'll argue for fandom for just a second I mean how you I could sing those songs for days for years mm-hmm. it's just the, like talk about an earworm more than Sweeney Todd oh sure. easily Talk about an earworm, but I think, so to me, this conversation comes down to, let's give earworm to, let's call, just for the heck of it, let's give like earworm to Phantom, Uh let's give storytelling to Sweeney. I think Sweeney means more to us than Phantom I so. does. I mean, Sweeney
2: I did in college, and it meant a lot to me.
1: I just think, well, the first time I saw Sweeney, I was like, oh, you could tell a story like this? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Whereas Phantom, like, yeah, you could tell a story like this. And, and honestly, with, show where... without Sweeney, you don't get Phantom. Correct. You can't tell a horror, a quote, Correct. horror
2: love story. And I, I think you watch, when you watch Sweeney Todd, it's just like... Oh, excuse me, when you them. attend the tale. Right. Yep. When you attend the tale, I... There's moments in that show where I'm so sure he like he's going to kill that person, right? Even though I know it's that person doesn't die or that person doesn't die yet. All right.
1: So Sweeney Over Phantom, uh, Avenue Q versus Gypsy. This is harder than you think. You you'd think Gypsy would win this outright, mm-hmm. but you also thought Wicked was going to win Best Musical that year. So right, I, I I'm gonna sound, I'm gonna go cra- I'm gonna be a crazy person right now. Okay. I think I think Avenue Q wins this round. I think that Gypsy. Is an amazing, amazing show. I think it's storytelling wise doing things i think that had never done at that I point. I think
2: Gypsy wins this in sort like this storytelling competition for sure. Absolutely, and I think it is so gypsy's book is one of the strongest books of all music.
1: And honestly, score wise, its orchestra, it's its um overture excuse me, is noted as one of the best.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and I think and it did a lot for me, like as it, like just like understanding the structure of musical theater. I think emotionally com- uh, it's so emotionally complex
2: mm-hmm. I would argue that Avenue Q does speak to a specific time period yes in people's lives and I think it actually does on the what it means to me the, 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 uh,
1: criteria like Avenue Q like takes that all the way home like to me the first time I ever heard Avenue Q was like oh you can similar to Sweeney Todd like oh you can tell a story like this yep like you can it could be funny and poignant and I dirty just, I have
2: trouble not awarding this to Gypsy right out just because Gypsy's one of the the strongest.
1: Pillars. It's a pillar of musical Yeah, it's just one of the strongest
2: put-together musicals of all time. The character arc of watching a woman rise and fall yeah. is so strong and Avenue Q, I think, is great at creating a world that our generation understood at the time. Yeah, and still understands. And still gets, but I don't know if, like, the arc of the characters equals... The epic arc musically and emotionally that the gypsy characters go through I, 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 you know what I'll I'll give it
1: to you on that
2: That I, I'll i give it to that yeah All right. I think it has to yeah alright friends this
1: is the last this is the last head to head in the sweet 16 the sweet charity 16 <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: ragtime versus dream girls I love dream girls I do too and I think it has some incredible music, and I think it's telling a really compelling story that hadn't been told up until that point. It was working you get with to the watch whole
2: two different characters rises. Act one is Dina's rise. Yeah. Act two is Effie's rise. And it really is—it's so and good. People still talk about that. End yeah. And it's killing it in London. Oh, it's
1: killing it. It's killing it in all mimosas. <laughs> it's killing it in London right now. It's
2: probably gonna come here. Oh yeah, let's hope. But I mean, it's ragtime. I'm just thinking like, the, like. Audra singing Daddy's Son and Maren Maisie, and Brian Stokes yeah, Mitchell and, and, just, and Aarons of Flaherty just like they know how to write that a song moment of make them hear you I feel like is stronger as a as a statement piece than yeah. like Effie's Rise is
1: but there's just something whether it's the historical aspect and just that
2: opening number of ragtime yeah, with those I three know. groups moving around and see, like, it literally is like an explanation of how I mean the people call it ragtime they don't, but you know what I mean. How, yeah. like, how it's like an explanation of how society works. Yes. In like a very, <clears throat> like broken down, understandable way. Yeah.
1: It's 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 like super fancy Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah. In a way.
2: So That's a perfect way to describe it. That opening number. Uh, Lynn Ahrens wrote a lot of the Schoolhouse Rock songs. Oh, so, so just because of that, Ragtime. Wins. Yeah, Ragtime wins. <laughs>
1: All right, let's go right into the Elite Eight. Okay. Which are Rent versus Les Mis, oh. South Pacific versus West Side Story, Okay, Fun Home versus Sweeney Todd, and Gypsy versus Ragtime. Wow,
2: it's getting hard. Rent versus Les Mis. Kevin, go. Um. <laughs> okay. How about this? On the count of three, we're both going to say who we think should win. Should win. Yes. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three. Les Miz. See, I knew that was gonna happen. I think Lay Miz can win. Should win.
1: (sighs) Now I'm rethinking this. I think Lay Miz should win because. It's so let's, let's uh, this is the way think think of it this way. Okay. We both agree that the singability and the score will, f- for both of those will last forever. Correct. I think that there's something about Miz that is all the way sung through that may or may not give it an edge there. Just because it's it's just like and nonstop. Rent is like
2: 95% sung through. That's
1: true. That's fair. T- t- totally fair. Um, I think and, and I and from a personal point of view Miz means more to me than Rent does. Yeah. But we're so, and I know that that's probably not the same case for you. Right. Um, but I think you would also agree on the score aspect of it. Yes. I think where the difference is, is people people who are into Les, Les Miz got more people into Broadway, and even if Rent got somebody into Broadway, they would retroactively learn about Les Miz. So I think that Les Mis is more of an umbrella over Rent, even if Rent has more influence over the current state of musical theater. I think that as musical theater fandom as an umbrella, Les Mis is more of a mainstay and can be done at more places, can be seen by more people, not for for bad and good reasons. Um, And I just think that there's something more... Special about
2: Les Mis in the history of
1: musical theater,
2: than than Rent. See, I would say that like while both scores are equal in like singability and like rememberability, yeah, that like Les Mis plays it kind of safe in yeah. being a very like sure musical like ballad, mm-hmm. and, like very like very in the style. Whereas Rent challenges what the style of musical theater is mm-hmm. by by putting rock into it in a way that is further than anyone had taken rock into Broadway. But are we... I also think... My other thing is just that Les Mis is a powerful musical, but it's a powerful musical about a time period and a story that is not intimately connected to anybody who saw it. That's fair because it's telling a story of something happening in the eighteen hundreds, like like way back in the day, like no, that's old, bright star, right? <laughs> like very old school kind it's, of totally, like, and it's not even the French Revolution. It's like a pre-revolution before the actual French mm-hmm. Revolution people have heard of. Yeah, whereas like wrench is telling the story of something that happened in New York City, like where people who saw the musical like lived through that and experienced that and felt that and saw their friends die the same way that Angel does. Spoiler alert. So... No. And I think that like because Rhett came out at a time when no one was talking about it, like about the AIDS epidemic mm-hmm. and it was so brave to just embrace it and tell it but... To do it with the nod to classical storytelling of Le, of La Boheme, in order to like pull in the elite to make them listen, mm-hmm. I think that that that's just a big moment. And like to me, like I think Le M is huge and epic and wonderful. And I, you think of like the iconic moment of like bring him home, and how beautiful that is. But at the same time. The moment of, like, all of them speaking at Angel's funeral going into the I'll Cover You reprise, Uh like, there are very few Broadway shows that have ever touched that kind of emotional, like, rocking place that just, like, shook people Mm -hmm. about something that was affecting their very lives. And I I understand that, and, and this is why
1: I'm having a hard time actually deciding what I should think should move forward, but I also think that... Miz set a certain precedence that Rent kind of broke up.
2: Yes. So, yes. but Les so Mis do you go? The mega musical. Well, Miz was part of creating the mega musical. So do
1: you? So here, do you? Do you go with the father or the son? Big this is what and
2: sweeping musical is. and to somebody who then created like the indie movie version of the musical. Yeah,
1: which which I would say a, a, a both I would say both affect Broadway tr- a, tremendously right, right.
2: today. And that's um, like what, like we said before. We're not arguing which of these shows is like deserving of Broadway. No. It's we're just arguing like any specific matchup. Yeah, and but I mean, I will agree that I will agree with you that if we're doing it based on those three criterion, even if I give storytelling to rent,
1: I would, I would actually music uh, yeah.
2: and like the score, like it's like <sighs> expanse, more. People will be able to sing. Lame is. I don't know. I, I think everyone
1: could sing um, "Seasons of Love." True. I, I, I do, and I think that everyone could probably sing a little piece of "One Day More" or "Master of the House," or not even that, but like on my own. On my own. Probably. I probably. A
2: dream.
1: Um, I dreamed a dream, of course. You, you, you like you in.
2: Um, yeah, me in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what? I I am let's... willing. I am willing to like. Put down my daggers of fighting and say that is wins this round.
1: But now I feel bad because I think that Rent should win. In and in I, I don't know what world we're living in that like one of these that they both can't move forward. Right.
2: <laughs> what world are we living in?
1: <laughs> I guess.
2: How, why don't we do this? Get another drink and then decide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com.
1: Okay, Kevin and I are back. We're back. And after another drink at the bar, mm-hmm. we have decided that even though we owe so much to LeMez for just, like, bringing us into this theater world, yep. we really need to give this win to rent for multiple reasons. If anything, just for the fact that it changed the way that we saw how musical theater could be told or a story could be told through musical theater. I agree. The diversity aspect. Of- I
2: agree. Great. All right, right, good job. Taking down the Bohemoth Les is.
1: The Bohemians take down the <laughs> Bohemian. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was good.
1: All right, South Pacific versus West Side Story.
2: I ah. mean, as far as, like, score goes, they're both really big, but I would have to give it to West Side. Me
1: too. I think that the integration of dance also puts West Side over the top, uh-huh. and I also think that... I think the thing that keeps South Pacific in the running here, in my opinion, is um, it's storytelling in terms of what Rodgers and Hammerstein wanted to get across to the audience.
2: But West Side Story does that too.
1: I agree. That's why it's keeping in the running, but it's still not going to make it work. West
2: Side Story does it at home. Yes. West Side Story doesn't need to take a fantastical... Look at... location in order to look at this stuff. Yeah. Whereas I think West Side Story is able to do it on our own streets.
1: I think there's something very impressive about taking a story we know and love, similar to Rent, and adapting it into
2: a different... Completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. um, It's interesting that we're comparing lyrics for Hammerstein and his protege, Sondheim. Right. But I do think that Sondheim figured out a way to kind of surpass... What Hammerstein was doing, and take it to an even more like yeah, and I don't visceral think visceral
1: realm, and I don't think that's because Sondheim is better than Hammerstein mm. per se. It's because ev- the evolution, evolution happens. Of the art form. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're gonna say West Side Story. Yeah, All right. I agree. Moving on, Fun Home versus Sweeney Todd. I think this is the end of the run for Fun Home. I
2: agree. Yeah, I I think Sweeney Todd has to take it just like epicness of. It's, yeah, it's, Which it's hard because this is like, once again, we're comparing a big blockbuster to a an smaller indie film. indie film. But at the same time, I just recently saw a production of the Sweeney Todd done like an indie film at Barrow Street. And it works. And it works incredibly well.
1: Yeah, I think that Fun mm-hmm. Home is... I wonder if Cabaret would have put up a better fight against Sweeney Todd in this round.
2: But you never know. Um, I have to agree with you though. I think, I think Sweeney takes this what one. What yeah. did you
1: like servers and better? Home or Sweeney? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that I think that Sweeney takes this. I think we have to give it to Sweeney. I, okay. Now we have Gypsy
2: versus Ragtime. I give up. <laughs> this is too hard. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, one, two, three, and say what we think. Sure. One, one two, three, ragtime.
1: Damn it, why can't we agree? I know.
2: I mean, Gypsy's such
1: a well-constructed show. Yeah. Also, I'll be totally honest with you. A little part of me doesn't want three Sondheim shows in the final four.
2: I mean, Ragtime's also a really fantastic show.
1: Yeah, I just think that there's something magical that Ragtime does that Gypsy doesn't do. I think Gypsy is like, hey, I need to read a book on how to write a musical. Now I need to
2: see a musical. I want to go see Ragtime. I would say that Gypsy is like... That's a good argument that Gypsy is kind of like the... It's a pillar, but it's not... It is like the book on how to write a perfect musical. Yeah. And then like ragtime and shows like that are like how, like how geniuses broke the mold to create an incredible show. And while I can sing a ton
1: of musicals, excuse me, songs from Gypsy, they don't emotionally move me when I'm singing them in my head the way that ragtime does. Like if I'm singing like something... I'm going to I'm gonna do the shower rule. This is my new shower rule. Okay. If I can work myself up in the shower by singing a song... I know. (laughs) (laughs) If I can work myself up in the shower singing a song, whereas the other one's just like humming a tune, I think it means more to me and I think it affects me more. And Ragtime is that as opposed to Gypsy. I agree. Okay, I'll give it to you. You okay? Yeah. Yeah. So we have a final four now. Okay. Before we get to the final four, which is... Rent versus West Side Story, Ooh. and Sweeney versus Ragtime.
2: <laughs> Kevin, what have you seen this week? This week, I got the chance to go to uh, St. Petersburg. <gasps> oh my! To hear a rumor. Whoa! Tell me more about Anastasia. Oh. Um, I got to see Anastasia this weekend. Um, yeah. I got to see Max von Essen. Hmm. Um, who's doing great work? Yeah. And. Christy Altamar is a very special person. She is somehow <laughs> transcending. Yeah. She's transcending being a star that seems inaccessible, and she's becoming... She somehow is can, like bringing her normal girl-next-door feel and combining it with the star power where like her talent definitely brings it there, but she never feels inaccessible. And I think that that's really what is driving the show and keeping the heart going is that she seems so normal, like she could be your friend outside of the theater, uh-huh. and you feel that coming from her on stage. And even that she's works for amazing, that character, and it, too. it's perfect for that character. I mean, Derek Clena is lovely. Um, yeah, by the time of airs, he won't be in it anymore, though. Oh yeah, his last right. show is today. We're, that's we're recording right. on
1: the Sunday before you're hearing this.
2: He was he was incredible, and I yeah. think. I mean, he definitely has that, like, young heartthrob. Yeah. I was in an audience that was predominantly female, and they were ooing and eyeing and responding as if they were watching a, rom- a live-filmed romantic comedy. Yeah. And it just... I just had fun. Yeah. It was a fun show. That's and great. It was a show where I could see women and families bringing their children to experience, probably the first time. Yeah. I could also see groups of women who were coming together and having a really good time and just, like, enjoying a fun... Yeah rags to riches princess story if you want to go to the past and you want to take a journey there and it, I mean it, they Speaking highlight of all of the Aarons music that's great from the musical yeah or from the movie and the new stuff is all really sweet and lovely and fits in well and some of them were very memorable songs yeah. and I I mean Aaron's Flaherty can't write a bad song I mean it's it seems like it's not in their wheelhouse to do that yeah And I just had a good time. It was just a lovely, lovely time in the theater. Awesome. I saw, on the same note, I saw part one and part two of
1: Angels in America. Basically the same show. Same show. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: Same messages, same morals. Um, Journey of the Past. It was, oh yeah, for sure. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, I realized I'd only seen, I'd read them.
2: I'd only seen the HBO. The HBO, yep. I'd never seen them on stage. i have never seen them on stage either. I've just seen the HBO. Um, and read so, them. So I have no other productions right. per se to compare, compare
1: them to, but
2: it was Andrew Garfield, Lee Pace, Nathan Lane. Oh, uh, Lee Pace! <laughs> I actually have a autographed picture of Lee Pace from Pushing Daisies in my apartment. Oh, really? It's framed above my microwave. <laughs> That's was, the perfect he place. He was to put my it. first boy crush when I actually came out of the closet. Pushing, Pushing was, Daisies like, is a great out loud show. I had a boy crush. Yeah. It was Lee Pace. Yeah. Have you seen the fall? Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that when he's the injured soldier? And oh, he's yeah. the stunt man. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, Millennium approaches and Perestroika. I saw them a week apart. I don't know how people see them at the same day. It's oh, over oh seven God, hours of just imagine. like being punched in the gut. All, yeah.
2: Um. Nathan Lane. Are there people that do the matinee? Yeah. Oh, part for one sure. And then the evening and part two. Absolutely. Like, I feel like you'd have to eat in between, but, like, how could you eat? Like... You mean you have to? You're going you're gonna to pass out. Yeah, like, I, I mean, you have to, but, like, still, like, I would just yeah. be like, I, I've lost my appetite.
1: <laughs> I mean, I could... We could literally do a full episode on just this production of Angels in America, so I'll just keep this short. Um, the performances are spectacular. Nathan Lane, the, all of them are doing a great job. Nathan Lane, it's interesting, because he has still his Nathan Lane, like... Isms. Humor and isms, but, like, he does bring something grounded to... Um, uh, Roy, Cohn. Roy Cohen. Um, Lee Pace is great. Andrew Garfield is exceptional. His prior. Yeah. And the the way they do the angel is truly one of the most beautiful things I've seen on stage. I love that. Uh, just the, the puppetry of the wings. And I won't spoil it for anyone, but it's and amazing. I love that,
2: especially in a, in a day and age where we are moving more and more toward technological Yeah. I mean, you, magic. Anastasia's sets are
1: basically that. Yeah. I
2: mean, it was. And I, I love that. Like, it, yeah. it really created, like, feeling on, like of uh, being on a train when, like, you saw the background whizzing past you on mm-hmm. these amazing sets and there's something really beautiful for that and because technology is there do it like i'm all for it i'm not taking away from yeah david hansen uses it to a very great uh degree yeah but i think there's something beautiful to be said about about a way to incorporate like just human beauty yeah and like not things that are like oh wow they programmed that but like just like Images that are striking because of just, like, honest, good old theater magic.
1: Yeah, and and if we're d- just getting back to Angels in America for a second, um, the performances are great. The sound editing, the sound mixing and design is actually incredible. But what I will say is that it's an overwhelming piece in a good way. It feels epic. You feel like you're seeing an American masterpiece. You've, you can, like, it, it, it's... I never once looked at my watch. Like It just speeds by. And, and what I will say about it is that no matter how good the performances are, no matter how amazing the production is, the true star is Tony Kushner. It, it, 100%. It, it's a show that feels like it could be all over the place because uh-huh. there's so many ideas coursing through it. He's presenting those ideas in so many different ways. Yeah. However, when it's all said and done and all over it feels like an incredibly, it is a incredibly mm-hmm. cohesive piece and you're, it's on Broadway right now. It's a, it's a, for me, it's a must see, even if you don't like this production and cause I don't have anything compared to, and I'm not saying that like, this is a bad production cause it's not, it's an incredible production. Right. right. You, you gotta see this, this play you need to see live. You think. have to see it live. I love that. Yeah. Um, Let's get back to the bracket. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. We have Rent versus West Side Story. On three, who we think should move forward. Okay. One, two, three. Rent. West Side Story. Interesting.
2: I just, okay. I almost said I also, Rent. I also, i coming from a place where, like, I have the DVD of the last performance of Rent. Rent, and I watched that kind of frequently to like remind myself of like the power like especially when I'm getting ready to sit down and write for the day Mm -hmm. I'll often watch even just the last 20 minutes of that DVD just to remind myself of like what is capable or like what the human experience is capable of having because of Rent and I, I just I I
1: I I, I want to argue that they're both game changers in their own right. 100%. And to me, West Side Story stands the time more because of the the Shakespeare aspect. They're both, it's so funny, these are both very successful musicals that change the game that are based on a pre-existing material. Right. And about contemporary time. Yes. Uh, well, well, at least when they were written.
2: Yes. And I think that that
1: says something that they've made it this far. Yes. Um, I just think that there's... I agree,
2: because we were talking earlier about South Pacific and how some of that seems a little bit more dated right. than what we're seeing in West Side Story, which is a contemporary. So I, I would I would, I would would
1: argue that West Side Story makes it past because of how it incorporated dance specifically, even though Oklahoma really was like the forefront of that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is just on a whole different and level. This is What's-His-Name.
2: Corey Robbins. God. yeah,
1: and I think that um, th- that aspect of it, the the score, you know, the, that love story.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll will give it to you that and that score was
1: pretty. I, and I just think that even though Rent means more to us now, mm-hmm. I think that even more than In Les like Mis, the musical theater, the, that West
2: Side, West Side story, story
1: means more. It's but it's more than just like a, the pillar that Gypsy is. It is a pillar and more it not only holds
2: up the house, like it built part of the house too. I agree. And I don't think you get, I, I think that, I, I, you don't get, you don't get rent unless you have West Side Story. I don't think you, forget about rent. I don't think you get,
1: uh, m- 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 so much more. Right. And I just think that, the, and, 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 and I think that, and, and this is not, this is, this, what I'm about to say isn't fair, but it's also an incredible movie. and, a lot of these don't translate to movies well
2: and that's that's not a knock on rent or Les Mis or Sweeney Todd you know what I mean but alright this is the only way that I'm gonna concede to let West Side Story win okay if I get to make the announcement right now that all of you listening should go on to your Amazon or your anything that is streaming like like Broadway HD whatever it is that's streaming this and watch if you have not watched the last performance of Rent on Broadway that stars Hamilton's uh, Angelica who won the Tony do Award do you not remember her name? Um, Renee Renee Elise Goldsberry yeah there it is <laughs> <laughs> just <getting> <laughs> I just came passionate at a moment Renee Elise Goldsberry is in it uh, Will Chase is in it mm-hmm. um, Telly Leung Le- turn to the show Telly Leung friend of the show is in it yeah um and Mark is played by the guy who's in the band's visit right now who is Adam 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 Cantor. Ca- Adam Cantor. This was Adam Cantor was still at college. Yeah. And got this role. Like but these people and uh what's Tracy Toms is in it playing Joanne. Oh is she? Yeah. And it's just it is such a strong uh, Ian Espinoza is playing uh, Maureen Maureen so it is just such a strong representation of what Rent can be in its highest form so I would say everyone needs to watch that but I will concede that West Side Story wins to, to be fair I think that
1: West Side Story would have beat Rent or Les Mis no matter what was in that position no, in, in my brain I agree okay alright sorry Rent West Side. Also, as a reminder, I've mentioned this before uh, on Twitter and things like that. Go watch One Day at a Time with uh, EGOT winner for, um, for West Side Story, um, Rita Moreno. Um, it's it's it, win
2: an Oscar for that? Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Okay, so West Side wins. What's next? What's Sweeney the next heartbreaking moment? Ra- Sweeney Todd versus Ragtime. I don't know what to do here. I mean, the people call it attending the tales. So I don't really know. Yeah, what, what is it wanna do the people want to do? I mean, I think, I think if it comes to actually creating a world through music and storytelling, that Sweeney wins. I agree. Because Sweeney, Ragtime. Sweeney never gets overly presentational to create its world where Ragtime has to because of the breadth of what they're dealing with. Yeah. I also feel like you could look at you could look at Sweeney Todd and see how every character's arc is is taken from beginning to end. Whereas with ragtime There are a few characters who get a full arc, but multiple characters are used as foils for the others in order to create their full arc. Oh, I don't disagree with you at all. I just love Ragtime. (laughs) I I love these shows, too, for sure. But I'm just trying to think of a way to think about, like, I'm taking away the fact that all these shows in the top, I mean, all of them in the top 16 were epic, wonderful musicals. So, like... Now that we've gotten the four, I'm taking away that in my brain and just trying to go for like, based on criterion of that we've set forward. Yeah. what do I think should survive? Right, right, right. No, I mean, uh. and I love Ragtime as a show, and I think it creates beautiful moments. But I think from the second that Sweeney Todd starts, from the moment that that music begins and the whistle blows. You are yeah, but, transported but, into a world, and I agree that like the opening number of Ragtime creates a world, but it is a world that is created by a presentational number, right? Whereas, and I, you could argue also that that the Ballad of Sweeney Todd is presentational. Yeah, it is, but it absolutely is. It is, but I think there's something about the way it's c- crafted, like yeah. s- sweet. Like Sondheim was doing something that was like almost Mozartian. I just made that word up. I love it. In like I'm the, in. But like, you know how, like, Mozart created the magic flute and everyone looked at him like he was a freaking crazy person and he ended up only being able to perform it in, like, a body hall because, like, like, real opera stars weren't taking him seriously? Yeah. And it's because the music was so insane and because the story was so fantastical and, like, they were just like, what are you doing? But, like it is now lauded as one of the greatest operas of all time and right. if you see Amadeus you'll see the scene where Salieri goes to see it and it's just like this is the greatest thing ever like he is he's God some like, people's minds just work on a different level and, and, and I agree and I think I think this I think Sweeney Todd is the most because we all know writes very dark shows but I think Sweeney Todd is one of the most beautiful marriages of darkness and beauty in such, Color and light? <laughs> wrong show. Even more than that show. I would agree oh, I, that Sweeney Todd I, yeah, to creates me, I, yeah. a world that marries the grotesque and the abhorrent with the beautiful and the ethereal. Good and evil have never been examined as... Robustly and intelligently, as they have been in *Sweeney Todd*. Yeah, I
1: think there's something. If we're talking about Sondheim for just a second. I think that nobody um, explores a theme or idea more than he does in depth. Yes. Yeah, like I feel like a lot of people introduce themes and yes. like skirt around and he it obsessively t- deal yeah. with them.
2: Um, I agree with you on all those. I'm also reeling from having seen the Barrow Street production, which is right. so and good. I am
1: I have more of a connection from my growing up with Ragtime and just like hearing those bass baritones, sing those and just
2: the, um, the he wanted to say like mm-hmm. that. With, with me for Ragtime, I experienced Ragtime later on in life. Right. So I think I have more of a connection with Sweeney because right. it was younger.
1: Well, you you gave me West Side. I'm giving okay. you Sweeney
2: Okay all I right. appreciate
1: that Thank you Westside versus Sweeney
2: Where are we there already? Yeah This is the finals my friend This is final two Like there's only four left? No there are two left Westside versus Sweeney Oh we just Sweeney. argued all the way To just final two Yeah
1: Sondheim versus Young Sondheim versus Prime Sondheim
2: <laughs> Wait it's Sweeney versus what? Westside As what are the best What's the best musical Of this list? Oh uh, Yeah Does that surprise you? Yes out of our 16, I'm, while I'm not surprised because these are great musicals in their own right, I just, I didn't, if you would asked me to rank them in 1 to 16, these might not have been my 1 and 2.
3: Yeah,
1: that's fair. All right.
2: Do we count and see what we say? Yeah, I think so. And, Sweeney and, versus Westside?
1: Westside. And if we say the same thing, we don't even argue it. Okay. Okay?
2: One, one two,
1: two, three. three Westside. Westside oh! Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's gotta be. It has to. I just think that West Side Story, you get the combination of the sweeping scores of the like pre 1965 era with Leonard Bernstein writing like epic music. You get Sondheim at his youngest Mm -hmm. where he's still bringing a newness to the game by creating songs that aren't just placeholders but are full characterization full like arc of the human through one's like point to another like yeah. he takes what Hammerstein taught him and creates a different realm of lyricism uh, yes I agree um, but yeah so we're going with West Side Story wow West Side Story wins yeah I'm surprised and not surprised because it is yeah. an epic pillar it, of a it show it also feels like It also, it touches on diversity, it touches on inclusion, it touches on great storytelling, epic music. All from, because Shakespeare was like, these two people love each other, but they can't be together. And how funny to think that that West Side Story was originally going to be a Polish immigrant and a, was it Polish and Irish? Yeah, it was like Catholic versus, yeah, Yeah, yeah. it was going to be Catholic versus Jewish. Yeah, well, hey. They made the right decision. Yeah, well. That brings us to the end of our episode. It does. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks, guys. I hope we would love to hear on Twitter, Instagram, no, Facebook. No, don't don't message us.
1: You're gonna be so upset.
2: <laughs> uh, I just
1: want to hear what people think of how they would have ranked things. Yeah, um, but let's uh, to wrap it up. We want, thank you, obviously. Um, follow us on all social media. Um, but- Are you thanking me, obviously, or like the
2: listeners? Whatever you want, Kevin Okay, I'll take it It's um, my first personal thank you But
1: I have we, we end every episode With a quote Oh, we do I remember that And today's quote is Happy birthday to you And to you Here's a big Happy birthday times two Happy birthday From the whole damn crew Happy birthday to you And to you From sideshow That's from a sideshow Yeah Happy birthday, Kevin Thank you Yeah um, But let's uh, raise our glasses Cheers Here's end of episode zooty wop Cheers Definitely check out pasticcio. y'all Oh, yeah, we're at Bestici, 125 LaSalle um, between Broadway and Convent, off the one train at 125th yep. Street. Um, oh, Kevin, I had a Kevin's Corner for you, but I'll save it for next
2: time. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Bye.
3: <laughs> <laughs>